0: Good
1: C T. Find, find out what, what it, it means, means to me. me. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Take a out the E-T-C-P. Sus- suck, so suck it to me. 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 Welcome to the Hollywood Fishbowl. I am and can only be your co-host, co-ghost with the co-most, Jesse Kester, and I am joined as always by my co-host, with, who is a co-ghost with the co-most?
2: Swinky, ha huh? Welcome
1: to the program. How have you been?
2: Hello, I'm good. How it's, are you, Piong? It's been a week. Or were you asking? It's been a. It's been a week. It's, or were you asking? <laughs> the listeners you don't even like that show are <laughs> <laughs> you asking are you asking the the guests the listener oh yes there are guests the listeners were you wondering if they're so having a good week right no yes. have they been
1: yes uh asking text me or 732 the- for my week's been good and, and 856 for my week's been bad uh-huh, sure mm-hmm. and we will have those numbers to you next week let's check in on the toll f- the the poll uh-huh. that we took last week mm-hmm. uh and it turns out the yes everyone voted for yes
2: everyone voted yes
1: yes excellent moving on
2: yes um, yes. i'm so glad that's the one they chose I, that's
1: I, I was gunning for mm-hmm. it I, when we do the polls we're not supposed to say which one we hope yeah. wins but I, but I
2: think moving on we should say i don't think yeah, we should if I we think want we
1: should. I know which one I'm gunning for on this future poll, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll check in next week when okay. we get those numbers in. All right, baby. Um, how have you been? You, not the audience. You, Swinky, the human being sitting, sitting in, in front, front of, of you. me. <laughs> Who can answer the question?
2: <laughs> I have been well. Oh. We got back from the trip. Mm-hmm. It's been a while and I'm glad you to be even here. You don't like that show. I know, it's, but I like the song. It's been a while. <laughs>
1: Here's and these. I like
2: being here, looking outside the window And seeing the trees that we've been seeing for the last few months With some fruit on them
1: It's so nice to see all those it's, lemons Yeah, it's
2: Los Angeles, it's where we live
1: mm-hmm. It's good What's it like being uh, just a couple of people living, mm. loving and learning yeah. in LA? What do you think about it? Have you lived, first of all? Yes, to, in LA, Have yes. you loved? Oh, yes, I have Have you learnt? Mm-hmm. Every right. day,
2: every day, every moment darling Yes. Also, you know what? Another thing I like about this time of year, Mm -hmm. I think it's about this time of year. It's my only impression of this time of year in Los Angeles is that the mountains are green
1: Mm -hmm. because of the rain.
2: Yeah, they're, they're green because there's rain and moisture. Not during fire season when they're brown and brown. And more brown and different shades of brown. (laughs) It makes you wonder if a a fire might start anytime.
1: It makes you wonder if that song California Dreamin' Mm. was ever written and exactly about what you're describing.
2: Oh, really? About the green? Yeah. And more green? It's nice. It's really nice. I love it here. This is a nice city. Pew, do you like it?
1: I love it. I love it. But we're not here to heap praise on L.A. L.A., Mm. everyone knows what's good and bad about this. Yeah. We're here to introduce this episode Mm -hmm. of the Hollywood Fish Bowl. Thank you for joining in eventually. I was hoping you'd...
2: You were looking at me and I was thinking about that town called Zizix. (laughs) <laughs>
1: well, yeah. it's good to know that you're as present in this recording <laughs> as I am.
2: No, because you were saying we, we shouldn't just be heaping praises on uh, uh, LA because everybody knows that. I thought maybe we should give a shout out to some towns we've been to. All right, Physics so, was okay.
1: Uh, back to the, the, the back to the topic at hand, mm-hmm. um, Miss Charity. Mm-hmm. We heard you stand out a little bit on that episode, didn't yes. we? Mm. Isn't that lovely that stan is now a verb?
2: Yeah. I didn't, I've never used it. I probably never will. I Ooh. really abhor certain it Well,
1: uh, it's nice to know that you're looking down on me right now. No, I will you said that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I'm, I just... Um, I, 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 I wasn't there when the word was formed. I don't understand why it's now a verb. What does it mean? Is it like Afghanistan, Pakistan? Is it like a, a country no, thing? No,
1: no, it's... Uh, uh, the tea's gone cold, I wonder why I... Dear Stan, I wrote you this morning, but oh, I couldn't find a letter. Oh,
2: Stan, the big fan. Yes, standing ah. out is
1: when you go too hard as a fan on something.
2: Oh, when you're a Stan. Oh, so yes. it's from the song by Eminem.
1: Yes, Eminem has contributed something ah, to our permanent lexicon. It's I actual can't... slang. It's, it's, now an actual... it's legit oh, slang. okay. I had no idea. Yeah.
2: That tells you how I'm doing <laughs> as far as uh, like <laughs> culture
1: You might not goes. be the, the hippest linguist no, in, I'm in not. Los Angeles nope. today. Nope. Anyway, mm. we we heard you stand out on the Miss Charity episode. You did. You heard me embarrassing
2: the, myself. The
1: tables are turned. This was mm. an episode where um, yeah, you we 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 booked it. Yeah, you. Um, and I started doing my research. I don't usually research for these episodes. Can't hey, you're not supposed to say that. Well, no, because I'm I'm I. I here's why. Because mm. I did research on our guest mm. uh, Tina. And I, well, there's just no other way to say it, darling. I was gobsmacked. gobsmacked. I was gobsmacked. Gobsmacked.
2: Completely smacked in the gob. I had, yes,
1: they were red. My gobs were red with smacking. Mm. <laughs> and it turned out that I was, I'm, I'm such a huge fan of her work. The, mm. Everything I saw of hers, mm. I watched repeatedly to study what she was doing mm. and just to, kind of revel in how well she does it. Yeah. She, we, we got her on as a magician. That's how we were introduced. Uh, I think Chris Hannibal floated her name mm-hmm. and said that she's one that we should talk to. Yeah. But when, when I was looking up her work and you can, uh, uh Tina Leonard and you'll find some links in the description. Mm. She's got, um, Mr. Mop Man is a good one. Mm. Uh, Raggedy Ann, she does a a Raggedy Ann routine. Mm. And Silks and Rings is another routine of hers. And these are all graceful. They're Mm. all poetic. They're all narrative-driven. They tell stories. And they're simply... Beautiful in their execution Mm. and they incorporate magic and they incorporate puppetry and they incorporate pretty much everything that's beautiful about performing arts.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, So she's coming in this morning and I'm like, I'm cotton mouthed. That we're gonna. I have to talk to her. Like I have to (laughs) to behave like a normal human Mm -hmm. being. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there was a second factor. We talk a little bit about this in the episode, so Mm. get ready for that. That's called Mm. a tease in the radio industry, Mm. um, where she uh, she has an essay that's going to be published soon, and she talks about her life as an introvert. So my i'm i'm dreading this episode probably more than any episode that we've recorded because when when you're hosting the last thing you want on the show is somebody who doesn't talk yeah, much yeah, and that mm-hmm. tends to be the introvert side of things those mm. who kind of n- fold into themselves a little bit and mm. short answers mm. uh more comfortable in their head than they are in conversation that's that's like the the one way that an interview can go south the other way is if you're just like geeking out as a fan and not talking to them as a person. Yeah. Going into this, I was pretty much a fan. Yeah. Um, But we'll let the audience be the judge. I think I kept it together pretty well. I think you handled
2: it very well. Much better than I do when I'm uh, interviewing Mm -hmm. someone I stan.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What? I think it's a transitive verb. You need a direct object.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> you can't just say that I was standing this weekend or
2: something. <laughs> okay. I but I said someone I stand. <laughs> a person that I stand.
1: For whom I stand.
2: A person for whom I stand.
1: Yeah, darling grammar. If, if this show <sighs> is not grammatically correct, it is nothing.
2: You see, the thing is with American English, what has happened is that that represents it can now be the 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 not the adverb. What do they call them? Adverb? Something can now represent both whom, whose, live, anim- inanimate objects, everything.
1: Yes. So did you that know? Here's a little bit about language. Person
2: that I stand.
1: Adverb mm. is actually a contraction of adversarial verb, mm. and it was the verbs that people hated the most. They would turn into adverbs
2: I don't believe you Because you're making that I'm, I'm, be, I'm pulling your leg face baby, So I'm not going to believe you
1: It's <laughs> a historical fact
2: bah, And you're spinning that that, that, that Coaster mm-hmm. in your hands Like you're trying to hide That you're lying bah!
1: <laughs> Well you saw through my fib I congratulate mm. you for your persp- perspective ah, In
2: Japanese they're called kankei dai meishi. Mm-hmm. But I forget what they're called in English and the who's and the who
1: that was actually a, 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 du- a twisting of the direct translation which was uh Kanke Naimeshi.
2: Okay so um can we just get into the episode because you're being silly <laughs> like I'm glad you're in a good mood baby. I
1: hope I hope there is at least one bilingual person listening to this who actually mm. realized that that was actually not a terrible two language joke back to back that yeah. it, it did. Sort of match it up. It did
2: sort of match up. Yeah, you're you're, you're, good, you're very good. As far but as... But you're also silly.
1: Okay, yes. Which is
2: good. It's a good thing. It's good, baby.
1: Oh, you know what I really like think if liked you say from, five more times in that tone, good. maybe it's I'll good. believe you. It's, it's good. Every time you say it, it just it's is so m- good. more convincing. <laughs> I'm at maximum belief right now.
2: Bah! You know what I really liked after we finished the episode and we we're taking pictures? Mm-hmm. When Miss Leonard went uh, and did a pose on the roundabout. Oh yeah! Quick
1: story. Uh, you'll see the photo on the Instagram at HW Fishbowl. Yeah. Yeah. Miss um, Tina uh, mm. choreographed her photo more than any guest has ever choreographed yeah. their photo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Usually we just stand with a we board. We figure which something is okay. else. Mm-hmm. We
1: always try to do something new. Mm. Mm. Uh, no, that's not true. Mm. Chris Grace was another one. He's oh. he was the one who lied down on the on the concrete and mm. told me to go up on the balcony and shoot a bird's eye view of him with the wow. the marquee on his chest. So uh, oh,
2: I didn't see that.
1: Too hyper wasn't Here for that.
2: You know, yet. It was, mm.
1: hands down. This what? is a little behind the scenes story of the Hollywood Fishbowl, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll get right into the episode. Mm. Uh, hands down. You know, it's a boring story. I'm not going to tell it. Uh, Look, guys. Okay, audience, just imagine a mundane story that you don't care about. And that's where we're at. Um, uh, Tina Leonard, you look so mad at me.
2: (laughs) I'm outraged. I was getting ready to hear the story. And then you bailed out on me. So I'm just sitting here thinking, wait, what? Tell me the story. You You were taking the picture. But if it's so bad that no one cares about it, we just edit it out. I mean, if it's so bad that I don't care about it, then Mm -hmm. we should edit it out. I'm
1: pre-editing in your favor. Okay. Miss Tina Leonard, can we give it? Can we toss to her? Yes. All right, Miss Tina Leonard.
2: Please take over, Miss Tina.
1: Welcome to the show.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be a part of this. Thank you for
2: making your way here this Sunday morning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. On this, the the very Sabbath, we're all on the clock. On. A day that it's a sin. We're
3: working. Oof. <laughs> Didn't know. I forgot that. Oh, wow. Did you grow up religious? <laughs> uh, not even. No, no not even. No.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. My,
3: my parents had enough experience that they uh, decided not to. Ah. Oh. My dad, mm. when he was seven years old, he accidentally stepped on his his pet dove. Mm. He was really into animals. Mm. And he asked the, the minister mm. if... Uh, if the dove's going to go to heaven, mm. and the minister said, "No, doves don't have souls; they don't go to heaven," and he says, "Well, if he's not going to heaven, I'm not going to heaven."
2: <laughs> and that's how he died. That was it. That that was
1: it. Was it. Wow. He was, he was done. Done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Gosh, I like that story.
1: But I was remember, there was mm. there room for spirituality growing up in your family?
3: Oh yeah. Uh, there's a whole difference between that. I mean, yeah. spirituality oh, yeah, yeah. in terms of respecting others and and just being grateful for the for knowing that there's so much that we don't know. Mm.
1: And what what did that look like in your house? Would you would you get spiritual together? Or was that no, you don't even think about yourself? it. No, okay. you just
3: don't even think about it. You just live. Mm-hmm. There was no that word never really came into. We just have it. Just mm-hmm. you know, it's just a matter of being a good person and knowing that that there's a there is a higher power, but you don't understand it, and that's yeah. what we spend our whole life trying to figure out.
1: Isn't that the kind of the fun of the higher powers that you <clears throat> can't totally understand it? That's- the
3: unknown is what keeps us alive. You don't want to know everything; it'd be boring.
1: Mm. Well, <laughs> yes. I, I agree, Adamantly I agree <laughs> mm. This is something I think about It. You've said it succinctly, now if it's okay I'd like to say it in a long, drawn out, boring <laughs> format Is that okay? No, go ahead <laughs> Okay, No, because I think about this idea of God its spirituality and the unknown mm. And the thing that made the most sense to me Is when you take it down to atoms They're 99.9% nothing So everything that is Is almost nothing And not there's nothing in there So the ignorance, the unknowable is the most the most valuable resource, because it's what we have the most of. So I, yeah. To, okay, cool. That, that's it.
0: Yep. <laughs> that's it.
2: Oh, we really went right into it. huh?
3: Yeah, that, <laughs> that wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no,
2: it's good, but you 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 went with the tide. That's very nice.
3: So you. anyway, that you know, you get these things when you're very young. You mm-hmm. get all these influences, and yeah. I, I that made sense to me. Mm. And then sad case of my mother, uh, her grandfather was a Baptist minister. This is Southern Baptist in Texas. Oh. And very strict, mm. and um, he was really like the super nice guy in church, but then he was really mean to his kids. Mm. So that I mean, I'm not saying everybody's like that, but when yeah. you when you have both parents that had an experience that kind of shut that off at the beginning of their lives, mm. we just never live that way. Mm.
1: Yeah. Let's uh, can we? I want to. I want to take the trajectory back a little bit because we're. St- state hopping and even country hopping very, very quickly, <laughs> and I'm losing track of where you were when what happened. So mm-hmm. what's the kind of timeline when you were growing up?
3: Uh, my my parents were from Texas, mm-hmm. and oil, back in the <clears throat> 30s, uh, oil was a big thing there, and he was actually a, a zoology major. As I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. he was so much into animals, and he mm-hmm. always was his whole life, mm-hmm. Uh, he was approached when he was at, at university. They said, hey, we need oil people. Would you like to go to Venezuela and be a, uh, what do you call it? A, a wildcatter.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, Which, I love that term. That I term. love
3: it until I found out what it meant, but that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but, but that's the title of a film right there. But.
3: Yeah, no, I love the term.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I like
3: cats and my cats are wild. So, mm-hmm. it makes, so I'm
1: getting a wildcatter, is someone who goes to drill mm-hmm. just to see.
3: Right. You have to just drill until you find it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Prospector. It's yeah, so yeah, Prospector, yeah. It's, just- it's such a
1: cool name for such a horrible job. Anyway. <laughs>
3: I I was
2: thinking he was because you know he because he liked animals. I thought that he was going to find wildcats and training them. Ah,
3: yeah, that would have been a a lot more exotic. Yeah, (laughs) not the performance part, Mm. but just you know. Anyway, so uh, so he
1: went down to Venezuela. So they met. I'll just
3: yeah. Okay, go back to when they met. Anyway, my parents met in Texas, in Dallas. My mother was from Dallas, Uh and he was working at an office doing something referring rocks, referring to geology. Anyway, he was a geologist. Mm. So they met two weeks before. Uh, he had to leave, mm-hmm. and then they carried on a long-term relationship down, you know, between Venezuela. The oil fields are actually the it wasn't oil fields yet; it was like this, you know, the, the jungles. Mm. So uh, she ended up moving down there with him.
1: Were they and, married already? Or uh, they no, it was just...
3: like a two-year courtship, and then okay. they finally got the okay to get married. He came up here; they got married, and they went back there. Mm. So uh, then they live out in the oil fields, and my brother was born there, and. The, she decided that she's a city girl. She didn't want to live in the oil field, so she convinced him to move to the capital, which is Caracas, which mm. uh, which is where I was born. Mm. And the Venezuelan situation, the political situation got pretty bad, as it has been even worse now than it was. Mm. Mm. Was that and,
1: connected to the oil? Like they were finding always, oil and people always got because, hungry, uh, thirsty quick? It,
3: it's, um. Venezuela is a beautiful. has so many beautiful naturally r- natural resources. Mm-hmm. The Europeans discovered that there was oil and other opportunities there, so they kind of invaded the country and took it over, mm. and that's where the problem started. That the it was it was great growth for them first because they had all these you know resources. Mm. Yeah. But after a while, it just got a little bit. There was just too much of a disparage between the rich and the poor, yeah. and that's really what the situation is now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So um, anyway. By The time I was 12, that's when a dictatorship came in, and, and the Americans said, Hey, let's we got to get out of here. Mm. So he got an early retirement, and we moved to Malibu. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: so and the reason it was Malibu is because it was good orchid growing weather that's what he wanted to do, wanted to grow oh, orchids. He to grow so <laughs> and um, yeah, mm-hmm. so that was why we moved there, and so that turned my whole life. So, anyways, I started. Uh, we spoke English at home because they were Americans, and then, but I went to school in Spanish. So basically, Spanish was kind of my first language when it came to reading and writing. Mm. And that's what I'm really grateful, giving my mother credit for that, that she made sure that we were raised bilingually and biculturally. Mm.
1: Mm. So that was one thing that, caught, that popped <coughs> into my head. There was the clip uh, where you're on the Spanish show. Is that over in Barcelona? Where were you?
3: Who knows? I've been, since mm. I started this uh, performing, uh, the, the mime and magic combination. I've like been everywhere pretty much. A lot in Spain, a lot in Central or South America. So I don't know what you saw, but oh, um, it's
1: the it's the one where the guy introduces you and he says the introduction sucks, so he crumbles up the paper and throws it on the ground, and he uh-uh. introduces you again, and then you come out with the broom. You're doing uh, Mr. Mop Man.
3: Yeah, I don't remember that one.
1: Okay,
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, basically, yeah, that uh, I've had the the. Magic and Mime, which is just what I will probably be talking about, yeah, yeah. Um, those two, combination of those two is what really kind of gave me my my, my travel thing and what's mm. um, the opportunities to travel all over the world and perform mm. without speaking. I mean, it's funny that I have all this bilingualness in me, mm. but my main focus is not speaking, which yeah. is fine with me. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. How,
1: so, oh, yes.
2: How did you get into magic and mime? We'll
1: get, you there, we'll get, get there. there. We're oh, still I'm in Venezuela. We're still about everything. Yes, <laughs> no, me too. Um, how old were you when you left Venezuela? Well, I
3: was 12 and a half okay. to be specific, which is a. A difficult age, I think, for anybody, and that was kind of. Uh, <clears throat> by the time we left, I, I went. I was in a, in a private school where there was only maybe twenty students, right? Because um, mm-hmm. my mother wanted me to start learning to read, write, in English, because we knew we were moving. Mm. So I go from a, a private school, a British private school, straight into a junior high school in Santa Monica that had like thousand students. Yeah, mm. and here I was, this awkward, skinny little thing that spoke half English, half Spanish. And being thrown into this thing mm. where it was really painful, but then I think out of that pain came everything else that I that was good.
1: In your essay you talk about being an introvert. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you did you have your friends back in Venezuela like did you have some people or were you still pretty quiet back then?
3: Um, it's taken me a long time to come out of that and I'm very fat we can talk about that maybe sometime but what we talk about introverts and extroverts I find that a really fascinating yeah. subject because mm-hmm. it's 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 a trait it's not like something you choose to be right yeah yeah, yeah. and whatever trait you happen to have you learn to manage it in the mm-hmm. way that it'll serve you. Mm-hmm. So, no, I've always been really shy, really, that, and it's that, another introvert trait is that you're really afraid, you're really shy, but at the same time, you got this deep down thing inside of you that really needs to bust out and express. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that, you know, and how to manage that and how the advantages of being an introvert is that you spend all this time building, building up skills because you want to express them. You just don't feel, never feel ready. Mm -hmm. So this was, I found this really fascinating to, to do that. And it's been my my gift and also my problem, not problem, problems a better word, but my, what's held me back mm. and what's given me what I have. Mm. It's, it's that.
1: Mm. It's, it's the gas pedal and the brake pedal at the it same is. time. And you
3: need both, right? For yeah. I do. The fact that I'm, you know, I was born with brown eyes. I don't really want to change the color of my eyes. Same mm. thing. I, and I can't change it unless I go through some horrible stuff, which mm. I don't, <laughs> <wanna> <laughs> do. don't want to do. That, yeah. <laughs>
1: Did you find a community when you got to that Santa Monica Junior High or Mm. are you just kind of, okay, that's an answer without words, loud and clear.
3: No, it's tough. I like studying. I like learning. And there was maybe a few people here and there and I'm still that way. You know, it takes me a long time to really, um, to do that and to really get, get a circle of, to be, to have a lot of friends, so to speak, that's never happened. Yeah. But I have to acknowledge that too. Mm. That's okay. Yes. Mm. Um, but yeah, was, was that the question or?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah! No, was it easy to f- fit in and mm-hmm. find friends. And, yeah,
3: you find mm-hmm. ways of fitting in, and I find eventually, I found that what worked for me was that I was different. Mm-hmm. That that's that's what gave me. My identity Mm that I wasn't like everybody else as much as I wanted to be like everybody else. Mm. I had to go. Well, I'm not. But hey, this works for me. Yeah. People are noticing me because I'm different. Yeah. So hey, I'll I'll take that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll use that.
2: Oh right. So at your school in Santa Monica, were there also kids who were speaking in Spanish? And you would very few. This was
3: in the sixties. And it's so different now because it's this is such a bilingual city now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I it's it's and I love it that way. But then it was very unusual, and I really didn't let people know. I mean, I didn't make a big deal out of it. There was, I think, I only knew one other girl that spoke mm. Spanish. Mm. And but yeah, it was interesting how things have changed. It wasn't like
2: it. You, you used to go out of your way to seek out people who would speak oh no Spanish. no
3: oh, okay. I didn't really go out of the way to seek out anything. I was just surviving. <laughs> oh
2: really. <laughs> <laughs> did you like school?
3: I did. Mm. I did. I liked learning. Mm. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Oh. I just, you know, it was just, socially I was awkward, but I was, you know, enjoying learning and and i kind of discovered that music was going to be a big part of my life Mm -hmm. so i was in the choir and Mm. that kind of thing really helped me out Uh, as far as gym goes Mm -hmm. being in that was horrible because i was
1: oh i hated it too did you yeah it was the worst
3: it was it was horrible it was
1: just 45 minutes for me to get my ass kicked twice a week and that was all it existed for
3: yeah and then what was
1: your gym class like
3: I, I was small enough that I could hide. Yes. Yeah, like my experience. I no, hadn't had,
1: thought of hiding. If that had occurred to me. But
3: you're oh, tall. Yeah. I'm really good. I can really hide under anything. And nobody yeah. can find me. Yeah. I can still do that. Mm-hmm. Oh my no, God. Um, if I just co-ed, hid in
1: the showers and cried for four, the, the whole class. You did that I too? Uh, mm. Anyway, moving on.
3: Yeah. No, one more thing. We had yeah, co ed softball. Mm hmm. Oh, you remember that (laughs) And Or any kind of softball Well, Mm. I remember All they would say I'm left-handed too Mm. All they would say was You know, just stand there Don't try to hit the ball They
2: tell
3: you that (laughs) I just, yeah Because I was safer getting I was short Uh So it was safer if I got four balls Than it was if I tried to hit the ball Yeah,
1: right (laughs) I I don't do well with props I would pray that the the pitcher would hit me with the ball Because that meant that I got to do Like, I didn't have to do anything And I got to be a part of the success of the team Other than that, it was a wash Yeah my but you dream know was to get smashed with a ball. Didn't you Aww. find that, that
3: that informed you of who you are now and things like that, mm-hmm. and all the things that seemed horrible at the time were mm-hmm. strength building? Mm. Do, you uh, see it? do you see? Oh, good yeah. lord! I Give wish I wish time. I could
1: have I could leverage that cowardice into something like success. But... You're doing
3: it now, yeah. right yeah. now, with your filmmaking, with talking mm-hmm. right yes. here. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. You're using all that, yeah. honestly. Okay. Okay. Do 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 you know <laughs> some of those kids? I, I'm in touch with some of those kids still from junior high school and high school. Oh. I don't want to be them anymore. Oh. You know, I'm really I I think the fact that I had to struggle yeah. made me not made me not assume that I was okay. That I just had to keep okay. struggling. Yeah, yeah. You I had to keep proving yourself. myself in a good way, you yeah. know, so I'd feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm very grateful now that things were that way.
1: Mm. I got a question. You yeah. t- you said you don't want to be them anymore. What was the <laughs> What's your youngest memory of of being who you wanted to be.
3: Well, I mean, when I look back then, uh, I mean, they were cuter. They were more popular. They, you know, mm-hmm. they, they got attention just by because they were so gregarious. Mm-hmm.
1: But I mean, like you, you go through life, not you. Uh, anyone goes through life and kind of uh, figures out who they are over time and how they fit into the whole scope, of the, the landscape mm-hmm. of life. What, when did you start? When did it start clicking? Is it with the music? No, in high I, school? no, or I still don't. Magic, know, the, I, or you know are you still what? trying to figure it out. I'm still
3: trying to figure it out, and I've decided to make that
1: that part of, of the my interest. Okay. Like mm. it's what keeps
3: me alive. Mm. Who the heck am I? You know why do I keep changing my interest? Why do I, um, why do I feel really good about certain things and not about other things? And mm. um, it's all that. And uh, yeah, yeah.
1: So let's let's run them down quick <clears throat> for for people who. Who, yeah, ha- who is this person? <laughs> it's my dad and my sister, mostly. Mm.
3: Um, no, me. Who am
1: I when I oh. say that?
3: No, no. no you what, the you're listener thinking, is oh. trying to
1: oh. figure no, out
2: well,
3: who is yeah. this person. Well, what's she there for? What are, what's, yeah. what's going <laughs> on? <laughs> what is this all about? It was supposed to be a, a magic thing or something. But
1: what, what, what's the scope of it? There's the music. There's mm-hmm. the mime. There's in, interpretive dance. Is that fair to say that mm. that's part of your... Or is that too... The, uh,
3: yeah, mostly uh, mime... I learned. Uh, I, I was. I um, studied modern dance for about ten years mm-hmm. in my adulthood, my way adulthood, mm. and I found it fascinating because it was just uh, you got more freedom to move than you do in other forms of dance. Mm.
1: Did you get into modern dance before or after, Mister Mopman?
3: Man? Um, after and, and high okay. school. Well, we were talking about Jim earlier. Yeah, finally let's go back. in let's, high school the they going. offered modern dance. Okay, and that was my. Savior. We had square we didn't dance have to, at my school. That's not as... (laughs) That
1: one I could handle because it was very clear what you had to do and it wasn't competitive.
3: Mm. No, but um, finally in high school, you were offered modern dance. You didn't have to Mm. do any sports. And that was great. So for Mm. a brief time, and and I was actually able to like, you know, figure out I could make up things in modern dance because mm. you, you, you have that freedom.
2: Oh, that's what you mean by you have more freedom to move. You can decide yeah. what movement. Yeah, I mean,
3: there is a technique to modern dance okay. as there is to mm. mine, mm. but there's a little more freedom as opposed to ballet, mm. especially ballet where it's so strict. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's Yeah, strict. right, right. So modern dance, I had my taste of it then. And then what happened later, as far as we were getting down to that, the, the act that I do call scarf and rings mm. that was influenced by modern dance, I um, I was practicing yoga. I I, I decided to take yoga classes just because I wanted to feel better mm. and they were really boring mm. and I got so bored and I said I don't want to do this anymore this is yeah. horrible <laughs> and uh, which kind of leads to what I'm going to say soon <laughs> yeah. and um, then I found this modern dance class it was right around the corner from where I live mm. and, and the teacher was wonderful mm. and at the time I was trying to work on a new act because I was so tired of doing the other act or mm. it's just it's time to move on mm. and this was like 12 years ago or more, yeah. and. I just thought, I, as soon as I started taking modern dance, I started making the connection between modern dance, mime, and magic. Again, my, my whole goal for the last forty, over 40 years has been to find ways of, of putting together magic and mime so that they look like they belong together. As mm. opposed to, here's mime, here's magic. Mm. Uh, making, have it, bring it meaning through bodily expression. And, mm. you know, mime is also free in terms of what you can do mm. express your for self expression so the modern dance just kind of helped me feel how to go from one movement to the other and then putting the magic into it so that the props that i'm using are part of my body so they're they're an extension mm. of my body mm. and then the music kind of is what brings the whole thing together so it was those three things coming together and that's what i really always wanted to do mm.
2: Wow, the song—the songs you choose for your acts are just perfect. Ooh, you yeah. get really sucked into the
3: performance, <laughs> right, Pew?
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, let's. Where Where are we in the timeline?
3: We are we, finishing we're, up high school, we should, aren't we? Yes. Oh, are we we're, yes, okay? We're finishing okay. High school. Well, no, we. Introduced I got. Modern dance. I got to put one more thing in. Please do that. Um, that. In high school, I discovered that. Oh, oh yeah, I, in high school, I started playing. I played. I was playing guitar first. When I first came to the country, that was one of my forms of expression that I had. Mm. Um, and I decided, since I lived in the surf community, that I should play surf music. Mm-hmm. So I was—I got an electric guitar and just started fiddling around with that. And in high school, once when I was in tenth grade, mm. um, I didn't even know anybody knew that I played guitar. This girl comes up to me, and I knew who she was. She was like really popular, and she was came from a musical family. And mm. she says. Um, I'm starting a girls' rock and roll band. Do you mm. want to be a part of that?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I'm thinking, really? You're talking to me? <laughs> Seriously? You're not joking? This isn't a joke or a prank? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. And I joined her and two other girls And we were on the girls' the talent show in in tenth grade, Mm. and suddenly getting audience response. I went, "Uh oh! I think this is where I belong." Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, We didn't last too long. I mean, Mm. so the whole class, the whole electric guitar thing, didn't last a long time. But it gave me a taste of what it was like to be on stage.
0: Yeah.
3: So uh, I went from classic from uh, I'm sorry from Electric guitar to classical guitar, because when I first heard a classical guitar or mm-hmm. saw somebody play it, that really got me. You know, I, yeah. I, I go for goose, what I call goosebump moments, mm-hmm. where you look at something unexpectedly and it makes you just like go have these chills, because that means that it, it, it affected me emotionally. And that's really what I want to be able to do. Mm. So I was really obsessed with a classical guitar for that. By the time I got out of high school, that is what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. but I have a real practical side to me Mm. that my mother taught me Mm -hmm. about. Yeah. Okay. Um, she, she just, regardless of what I was going to do, she taught me to be thrifty.
1: Okay. That's Mm -hmm. valuable.
3: Now there's thrifty, there's cheap, there's, there's frugal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They all have the same connotation. (laughs) So that's been my, you know, okay. I want to be frugal, but I don't want to be cheap. You Mm. know, all this. So anyway, Mm. I learned just the basics about, you know, be self-sufficient. Don't mm-hmm. ever expect someone to take care of you. Mm-hmm. You need to learn to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, I decided that I should go to secretarial school so that I could have a skill. Wow. Okay. And mm. I really got into that. I love mm. typing. I love, you know, learning. I guess I just really like to learn. Yeah. So I got so much into it. And I go, I can do this. And I kind of put the guitar to the side. Mm-hmm. I got my first job at uh, like a loan company. It was called a Mortgage Company. I don't know what they call it now. Mm-hmm. But, um, <clears throat> you know, we... So uh, after I I, I said I love learning, but I get to this and I just realize that this is such a horrible, boring, empty world for me. uh, That I there was something in me that was saying you don't and belong here.
1: What decade Secretary are we school? in now? <coughs> or the, you're, we are, you're at the we are right after now. high school. We are, I'm okay. at the,
3: unless you want to go back, was there anything? No no no, 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 I'm just, no.
1: I'm just trying to imagine a mortgage company in the 60s is different from the 90s is different from. Yeah. Now, so but, I don't
3: know. So. I guess it'd be like a lot where you, you know, you Take a you buy and I didn't know what it was. I, I I was never schooled on. You really have to borrow money to buy a house, and you know I I didn't know about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, I I was a, a receptionist, and the idea is that I was around all these people that I found really not interesting, and I started mm. thinking about the guitar again. I go, you know, I want to play guitar. I want to do something that's not <laughs> making somebody else's coffee, and but it's you know it's making money, so I thought I should yeah. respect this. Yeah. But I went to the uh, very there was. One day, specifically, mm. I go into the women's restroom, and um, I'm looking at my hair and my little business. I'd call it a costume now, mm-hmm. <laughs> back then, yeah. it was my dress. <laughs> I go, you know, is this my life for the next 20 years or 30 years? I said, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't yeah. do this. So I remember my mom said, she was supportive of me in anything I did, again, being practical, but she also thought that I should do what I love to do. My dad was specifically—I told you a little bit about my dad earlier. Mm. He said th- he did things he loved to do, and I loved watching him work because he was such a—I don't like the word perfectionist—but he was so meticulous about what yeah. he did. I yeah. had an admiration; I had a very admiration for him that everything he did was so good. Mm. Um, mm. So he was really my inspiration in that sense. And my mom was just great at at getting me to be practical at the same time, getting yeah. those two sides to myself. Mm. So I walk into this restroom. And I look and I go, uh, uh-uh. uh. And I told my, I went home and I tell my parents about it. And I said, you know, you said a while ago that if I wanted to go to college to study music, that you would support me. Mm. And I said, sure, go ahead, do that. So I went and gave my two weeks' notice mm-hmm. and I went back to college, yeah, j- junior college, and then, and that was great. I I really got into the guitar. Mm. I was did. Um, I was teaching guitar, everything mm. was fine. Mm. I wasn't completely happy in the sense that I knew that this wasn't going to be a great way to make a living. I mean, yeah. being a concert guitarist, ah, it yeah. looks great, sounds great. Yeah. but yeah. And I didn't have the chops, I knew that. Mm. But I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll, at least I'll be with my instrument. Mm-hmm. I love to play and, you know, that's, that's fine. I, I can deal with that. I was mm. kind of settling for that, mm. which is okay, because I, you know, I wanted to be responsible and still love what I do. Yeah. Then one day, out of nowhere... I go to the Renaissance Fair, and I see this mime, street mime. And I know that there was a seed to that, that when I was a kid, still in Venezuela, I saw a lecture by Marcel Marceau. It was in French. Mm -hmm. Didn't understand French, but watching him move just completely went. I went. Yeah. So I went home and locked myself in my room, and Mm. I started practicing all these moves and had this big fantasy about being a mime. But that went away. You know, I don't know where it went. Yeah. And it rekindled mm, when mm. I saw Robert Shields was this fantastic mind back then. And it, my whole world stopped. You, you know, don't understand, you know, when we're talking about the higher power about mm. understanding, not understanding things. I didn't understand it. Mm. But I said, I'm going with it. Mm. Yeah. I can't help that. Mm, mm. So um so I um I see Robert Shields and I go I follow him around the rest of the day and I go that guy is that's what I want to do. Mm. So he wasn't available to teach. He was in San Francisco. I uh, found a really great teacher uh, at the time who had just finished studying in France with Marcel Marceau and Mm. Etienne Ducroux. His name was Tom McLaughlin. Mm. And he agreed to teach me and that just took off. I just found I had some ease with yeah. being a mime. Yeah. No idea how that happened.
2: Well, you had done modern dance in your <coughs> old No, that
3: course. was modern, in high, in, su- yeah. In high, in, in, high no, school. Yeah. absolutely no did a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But mm. they kind of went. They came and went. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they got deep into my subconscious, I guess I mm. could say. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and at that point, all the way from when I decided that to go when I was playing electric guitar. Mm. I think at that point I made a decision just to listen to that little Unknown voice that comes yeah. to me, Yeah. and mm-hmm. if it doesn't go through, it doesn't go through. Mm. But so far, several of those things have come through, and I yeah. just have to go go with it. What? And it's, as long as it's not harmful and legal and doesn't hurt anybody else, <laughs> yeah. you know, I always say that. Yeah. Like,
1: Which leads that. to my next question: What's the most illegal thing you've ever done?
3: <laughs> not stop at a stop sign. <gasps> oh,
2: okay. <laughs> okay, wait. That's not so bad. Wait, that's... it's bad. But I s-
3: so bad. I s- actually, mm-hmm. it was sixty, so I smoked pot a little bit. But um, it didn't do me any good. It made me tired, which is another good thing. You know, Mm. any kind of an alcohol. I had my first drink when I was 17 years old. I got so drunk I couldn't even stand up and I threw up and everything. And that that night I said, I'll never do that again. So my experiences with um, substances Mm. were not good. That was a gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never had it. You know, I don't drink at all. I can't even stand the smell of alcohol.
1: Oh, that's yeah. That's uh, Swinky and I got lucky. We we won that lottery where we're not interested. Like we're some people spend their whole lives wrestling with drugs or alcohol. Mm. We we got lucky. Yeah, we. we that did. same yeah. thing. Was I don't just want. To not.
3: There's too mm. much that feels good that you don't have to do. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and again, I'm glad I had those. And also, my first cigarette mm. when I was twelve on a roof with my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she kept smoking. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> she had, I think, she, had, she finally quit. But I don't think it was easy for her. Mm-hmm. But I had the cigarette, and I got dizzy. And mm. I go, "Jeez, I'm not made for this." Mm. Yeah. So she didn't like it. I got all that out of the way.
2: <laughs> okay. I think you, you're very in tune with your body, and you always listen. Mm-hmm. You always listen, which is something I admire a lot. It's so easy to ignore that voice inside your head or in your heart that tells you, "Okay, yeah, well, you know what? <clears throat> Stop for a minute. Think about yeah. this." When you went to the mirror and you looked at yourself yeah. in that costume, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're very attentive to yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you attentive to other people too?
3: I hope so. Yeah, I, I think I, if I had to live by one word, mm-hmm. it would be respect. Yeah, um, not me, not me getting respected. Me respecting, oh, yeah, yeah. Know, respecting their right. time, their, their everything, especially mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And I really do look around, and I, I really, I think I'm so grateful. I mean, yeah, yes, my, I'm. I really work the be- the hardest I can to be intuitive mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. other people, to mm-hmm. to appreciate them, mm-hmm. and yeah,
1: yeah. So you're doing the mime. Yeah <laughs> when when yeah. does the when does <laughs> the magic start to? Ah. Uh, when does that voice whisper in the back of your head?
3: Okay, let me. I got to tell a little story about I, my please, parents. Please, please, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. my their reaction to my going to them when. Um, I was they were paying actually yeah they were paying for my college education and my housing however I was teaching guitar so I had enough to you know to be okay yeah. I, had, I had a few students and mm. that was good mm. so I go to the, the the renaissance fair and I see Robert and I and I go crazy and I go uh, the one my next visit to my parents I said uh, um, I said I don't know how to put this but I've decided I want to be a mime
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And then, like all parents, they're, yeah, they're, they're thrilled. Going, well, they're, they're the I know, like, well, no, there was a very interesting
3: reaction followed up by another reaction that came after. Oh, you'll, you'll see. This will all tie up in a yes. minute. <laughs> so, I, so my mom goes, "Really." oh, I'm, I'm going to make your costumes for you, okay? Mm. Aw, she's practical <laughs> and, I, and sweet I know, and supportive. I, know yeah. I know. She didn't have to pay a lot of money for costumes mm. either. <laughs> so she made a couple of different outfits for me. That I knew what I wanted, but she, mm. she really liked to do that kind of stuff. So mm. I said, oh, I'm so glad. And my dad goes, yeah, but how are you going to make a living? Mm. And I went, I didn't think about that. <laughs> um, so I said, I don't know, but... I, I really want to do that. Mm. Mm, okay. So fast forward three years later, mm. like we're just going to get to in a moment. Um, I I went back to my parents. You know, on, a, on a visit to my parents, I said, you know, I'm really tired of this mime thing. I've had enough. And if you want, I'll go back and tell you why I got mm. tired of it. Mm. Um, I'm really tired of it. I want to, um, I, that's, that's that's it. I, I really. And my dad says, same words. Well, yeah, but how are you going to make a living? <laughs> because I had done really well on mm. the street. I mean, on six months of taking mime lessons, I was out performing on the street. I was making enough money that I would sustain myself. Really? Out of that, I of got mining. commercials. Three, I went on three commercial auditions. I got all three. Wow. I was, uh, on a, a, along with the L.A. Mime Company, we were, we were regulars on the TV series. Mm. I got a few little spots on some shows. And, I mean, it was going really well. Mm. And then, boom, it hit. The mime. <laughs> Wait, what happened? What, well, what, what, the mime, when I started, thanks to Robert Shields, I think, mm-hmm. in the early 70s when mm. I started, it was people that had never really seen it before. Mm. So I'd be out on the street standing there still in my little Raggedy Ann costume that my mom made. People <laughs> would stop and they'd go... Whoa! What's that? Yeah, what's
2: she doing? And
3: I would start moving, and they would stay, and then they would leave money for me, and Mm. I would. It it was just unusual, Mm, mm. and I still like
1: a full makeup thing mm -hmm. as well. Okay, Mm.
3: yeah, (laughs) me. I mean, little girl that was afraid of being of socializing, but now I know why. It's because I get to be alone, Mm. and you know, I don't have to interact. Although my I did interact with the. The street audience yeah yeah we did little things but it didn't involve dialogue yeah. which is
2: <laughs> right you didn't have to carry a conversation i didn't have yeah to yeah
3: yeah as you notice i talk a lot more now that's that's a that's a present story yeah. so uh <laughs> um, Good. so uh so i that just ended up i got so many things i got my sag and after card within a month and i'm thinking what's all these people in hollywood so concerned about that you know it's so hard to get started Mm. what's why is this Mm. right about the time I started to think I could figure it out the mime came to a bust because too many people had seen I was I'll give Robert Shields again credit for this yeah they'd go oh I want to do that and they'd start going on the street doing stuff and it just became a menace it became a joke so from from having been a novelty thing it ended up being the people everywhere a doing mime. <laughs> uh, the, it was literally the, a, a word came up for it, a mime menace. Oh. It was. And I was part of the mime menace. <laughs> you were one of them. I was one, one of them. I was <laughs> one of those people. And it was horrible. And that's, that's when I went to my parents and said, I can't do this anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know. Well, my savior, mm. my spiritual savior, mm-hmm. was the magic castle. Because a friend of mine who was a street magician Mm. took me there and I walked into the building and I went, whoa, I got to be here. Mm. This is my place. I don't Mm. know why. Again, I know why. Mm. I said, I have to figure this out. So I said, "How can I work here?" Well, you call them. You say, "I want to work there." So mm. I call the Magic Castle and I mm. said, uh, "You know, I, I'm a mime. I'd like to work at the Magic Castle. Mm. What should I do?" Mm. And the guy who happened to be the president and the, the the founder of the Bill Larson is who I actually talked to directly. Mm. He very kindly said, "You know, you have to be a magician to work here." Circles started turning in my brain. Like, mm. really, seriously? Oh no! (laughs) So I started hanging around the magic shop. I found another couple of other friends that would take me to the castle, and I started walking around. Now, it's weird that I felt like I had to be there because it's a club where you have to dress up, and Mm. and it's it's a bar. Mm.
0: Yeah,
3: I don't like to drink. I don't like to dress up. So, Mm. what am I? Why am I here? (laughs) It's I love old buildings. I've always, I still do. I love old build, turn of the century buildings. So Mm. it was this old mansion that's been converted. So, just with enough hanging around, I got to know other magicians, and I figured out for the first time that mime and magic were related.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. So
3: I already had this doll character, and I just kind of figured out just enough magic to put into the doll character mm-hmm. yep. that I could pass the audition. Yeah, which I had no idea that I would. Mm. but I did. Wow. And I've been there ever since.
1: Now at we got magic to magic. Castles. Now yeah, we're where I we wanted to z- be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here this we is, go. Oh,
3: you've <laughs> arrived at your destination. Yeah. Yes. Be so no, excited. <laughs> it,
1: you made me think, though, that it's it's amazing that there was a time when a street performer was a novelty and something that you like. You go to the man's Chinese theater now, and you have to swat back the the performers with yeah. with a baseball bat. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that that changed. <laughs> and it's it's amazing yeah. that
1: it, it it happened in the span of six months that it went from you being alone and a novelty oh. to just being mm-hmm. swarmed with them, the the menace.
3: Yeah, no, actually, no. I'll, I will say it took three years for the menace. Oh, okay, okay. It took okay. six months of me practice uh, of, okay, okay. of studying, mm. but it was a three year process. Yeah. And it seemed like it went bam suddenly.
2: Yeah. Did something happen? To you that made you think, okay, I'm done now. This is uh,
3: no, this but anymore. I was worried. Mm, mm. I, 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 I thought, you know, I'm not doing well, people mm. aren't looking at me anymore. It used to be, oh my god, and now it was like, oh, there's another one. No, that yeah. started happening, mm. even at gigs that I was being hired at. Mm. And, the, and the one night when um, there was a mime over here, mm. and I was over here, mm. and they come up to me and they look and they go, well, at least you're not as obnoxious as the other one.
0: oh gosh
2: those words yeah yeah that day i Mm
3: i i said okay i'm done Mm. but i still you know had to do you know i said it was um yeah i said it it was mm. my work you know Mm, and i'm going what am i thinking i i got to do something and again Mm. the magic castle just kind of came and swooped me out of that yeah and that was a real gift yeah you were open from above from the unknown like we talk about Mm -hmm. yeah
1: so is it after you start working there that you you begin developing the Raggedy Ann eyeballs, the spare yeah. parts routine, or is it bef- is that what got you in the you door? got that. Okay.
3: Yeah. Oh, totally. And and you know there was always people that would say not a few, not many, but they say, well, that's more of a mime act, not a magic act. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's my point. Yeah. As yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, over the years, I said, you know, the problem I have with magic is that people get too directly to the tricks. It's all trick based it's all about fooling people mm. and I, I mean, that's great people like to be fooled and all that but mm. I thought for me i'm not I don't like to fool people you know mm. I mm. want to feel something I don't want to like um say look what I can do that you can't do mm-hmm. that's not in me and I don't want that to be in me mm. I want to communicate yeah. so uh that's sort of what I wanted to be my my uh wh- who I am and, mm. and it goes very deep it's not just like well I'm doing tricks up here mm. yeah um mm. I, I just think there's a, the problem with. With magic, mm. I mean, it's it's magic has got such a range. To me, it's the most amazing, heart, th- soul thing. But it's mm. also the most trivial, mm. you know.
1: Well, the, and, uh, th- that goes all back to the presentation, <coughs> and that's yeah. kind of what I love about your work. Yeah. Is it's is it's so narrative driven? Mm-hmm. There's such a, There's story, a story, and that's before you even. Notice that there's no talking, it's all a visual story. I
3: hope you wouldn't notice, you know, mm. yeah,
1: mm. Mm. that, mm. that uh, yeah, no question in there. So, good luck with that.
2: <laughs> <I guess>. <laughs> <laughs> when we were watching one uh, one of your acts, you you were doing there's the, a the ring trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, We'll get to that one. That's oh, a, okay. a later um,
1: career one. Ah, okay what? But
2: okay. what do you want to say
1: about it? I'll see. I,
2: I, he, oh, was, okay.
1: If it's about what I said about I it, turned, we'll get to I it. I turned
2: to him and he he was watching because we are watching it together and he was looking and he, he started smiling and mm-hmm. I said, wait, what? What What, what happened? And he said, you can't notice it because I'm, I'm not much of a, a, a magic that, uh, Okay, let's uh, talk about fishando, the scarves and rings. But, let's get into it. Okay. He said, he said you did it so cleanly
1: there's, that there's no sound. That's what
2: he said. Okay. Th- well. Okay. <laughs> Wait. What? <Did laughs> Here's I the thing
1: it? about no, not at all. Not <laughs> at all. The thing about your scarves and r- and rings routine, like, the, I mean, nothing is worse than saying there are two types of X. There's this and there's that. Mm. But the, I, when I'm watching magic tricks, there are a lot of magic tricks are done for the audience. But Scarve your version of scarves and rings felt like it was being done for other magicians. Because I felt like there was stuff that you were doing in there that was, there, were, there was a level of skill and a level of artistry that wouldn't go noticed. And the thing that really just like blew me out of my seat was that you do the rings silently, which is an incredible level of skill. Every version I've seen of the rings makes a big show of the hey, they're metal, clink, 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 clank. Mm-hmm. Now they're together. Mm-hmm. Clink, 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 clink. Mm. Now they're apart. Yeah. Yours totally went the yeah. other direction. And I was, that's just practice, isn't it? That's
3: that, No, that's me. It's practice, of course. That's endless yes. hours and of this is practicing where, the technique. This mm. is where being an introvert makes me very grateful. Mm. Because yeah. I like to lock myself into a room and just explore the heck out of everything i do that's the only way i can learn and then well you do that first then of course i get help from others i don't i'll never i give credit to so many people Mm -hmm. for everything i do i have Mm -hmm. a really small group of friends that uh are so giving Mm -hmm. and i try to be back you know we try to give each other that when Mm -hmm. i try to help them out too whatever we can Mm -hmm. it goes two ways Mm -hmm. but and i'm very deeply grateful now when you said that I don't like clanging. I don't. I. I. I just. In fact, the reason I even do the rings, and I thank you for saying that, is mm. that I hate the sound mm-hmm. because it's not pretty. Especially mm. if you like, and I like to do everything with music because music guides me. Yeah. yeah. So if yeah. I if I'm doing it to music, and all of a sudden there's this clank in the middle of the music, mm. you know, mm. it's it's not right. So mm. to me, it's a it's. It's a whole other thing mm. and that's what made me that's what inspired me to do the rings is because I kept looking at them not liking what I saw or hear. Mm. Now the rings has a really good advantage. If you're a street performer, mm. that's the best way to get a crowd. You start clanking your rings and oh, people yeah, walk yeah, around yeah. with yeah. curiosity. Oh. Um, and I think that all using eight rings or seven, whatever it is, that's confusing. Yes. Oh, the yeah. problem with the rings is people already know what's gonna happen. You're gonna link them and unlink them. Yeah. Mm. So I had to figure out How do I do it so that it happens when they don't expect it? Yeah, yeah. So it becomes at least a little bit surprising.
1: Mm. Can we talk specific moves or is that too? Ask me. Oh, we don't have to talk about how it's done, but the one that that, uh, among the many in the Scarves and Rings that I loved was uh, the through the, yep, that's the one. Yep, (laughs) yep, yep, you know the one.
3: (laughs) I have to say that's my only invention in magic. Oh. And I thank you for
1: noticing. No, that was, that one I,
3: <laughs> I do that for the magicians, yes. yes. That's when
2: he started smiling. Yeah, no, that one, every
1: I'm time so you do it it, it, it catches me off I'm guard. I'm so and I grateful
3: can't... to that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just uh, bl- like blown away at the the amount of work that, that you put into it. It's okay, so Okay, I'll tell you
3: how that happened. Because mm. I want other people to do the same thing. And I always give this, if, I, if I'm asked for advice, this is what I give. Mm. Um, explore. Uh, yes, the, a lot of the moves I do there explore and study, mm. know what's already there. Yeah, but then you look at your body, and I tell you the the technique um, is specific to my body, and okay. I, I'll leave it at there because you'll you'll figure it out. If I say too much, mm, mm, mm. and okay. that's okay. I mean, as I, as as I was telling you earlier, we magicians don't keep secrets from you; we keep them for you. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. And I'll get I'll quote Michael Weber on that just so he gets credit, but mm. so that. If you, although I, I would love to share it, but I've been, um, guy, other, I've asked other magicians. Should I really share this? And they go, No, you keep it to yourself. I've got a quick question about
1: it, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Could both of us, Swinky and I, do that technique, or is it more like Mm. something Swinky could probably do, but I couldn't?
3: Um, probably size has a little bit to do with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the other Yay. thing, okay, stuff <laughs> but my ex- my
3: exploration went to because of my body size. I was putting the rings all over my body and doing all mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. but that didn't get into the act because it didn't seem right. Mm. But I, I, it is true. I said I looked at the body and I looked at the rings and I go, okay, how could these two things be part of each other instead of separate from each other? Mm. How, so I was just like wrapping around my neck, around my leg, and you know, trying to do mm. all this weird stuff. Yeah. And it was fun, but I thought, I don't think this is going to fly. Mm. So I left that part out. But yeah. I wouldn't want to see that. And but
1: the, uh, it,
2: was, it was just wonderful Just turn to him See him smiling See that You've made my day
3: You've made my
1: day you made my yesterday <laughs> And today And I'll keep watching them.
3: Yeah
2: wow That's the magic of magic
3: Did yeah, you just that's write that Or have yeah. on that one all It day? is definitely magic of magic And that's how we want to keep it mm. It is there, As I said It's the most amazing thing And it can also be the most trivial And you know I want to work towards the amazing part mm. But soulful It has mm. to be me Everything you said Is the, the, the about being silent and all that Mm. that's because it's me and and i find the the performers that i like my favorite shows in the world there's Mm. a few um are where i feel like i really get to know the person but it's not it's i I, I would talk about the it's self-expression but not self-indulgence I see so. Oh no, I see a, a one-person show, or, or I should re- rephrase that. Mm. When there's a show with there's one person on the stage, because yes, one person yes, in, yes. implies that they came up with the whole thing. Right, right. Mm. But um, when there's one person on stage doing the whole show, there's a tendency to get like into the self-indulgence you know Mm -mm. look I'm this great artist and I'm gonna but um to me my goal and it's been a lifetime goal and considering that I've been doing this for 40 years and I only have 14 minutes worth of material Mm. it's (laughs) been a lot of throwing away stuff and Mm. you know it's that little tip of the iceberg thing
1: well that was something that was that was on my mind I was let's go back to Mr. Mopman is that okay please um is I was I've watched that a couple of times. Swinky's seen it as well, mm. and I was just thinking about it's, it's an eight-minute routine, seven and a half minutes somewhere around there, somewhere there. <laughs> but it is meticulously choreographed from mm. moment yeah. one to the final yeah. moment. Yeah. And I was just thinking about like what is that a year of well three, first of it all, was three years three, uh, of plus, wow. of, plus
3: another thirty years of with it mm-hmm. yeah
1: the first thing that came into my mind was what how do you frame it because I, w- I was thinking like how do you even write a trick like that but there's no speaking it's do you call it choreography do you call it what, what do you call it as as yourself
3: um it's self-expression okay it's something that I express that other people can identify with mm. falling in love mm-hmm. wanting to be better than you were mm-hmm. so it's all kinds of things that people feel and that's uh, that's why it gets them so it's not that the magic it's really pretty you know if i name the magic tricks you go really you do those tricks there's you know nothing Use really act. special about the mm. tricks there's mm. nothing mm. new about the tricks yeah it's the the framing of the trip and and the, and the purpose the there's a reason for the tricks it, it yeah. builds a story it's a story now not using words that's my default mode i'd, yeah. I'd much rather not I mean, I, I've Thank changed you, for As you can see. Leaving I Leaving your now.
1: default mode for this, it would have been a terrible no, interview no. in silence. <laughs> but, see,
3: over the last few years, this is what I've been able to do. Thanks for. I started finally um, practicing and then teaching yoga, and then um, I was for a while. I was giving lectures to magicians about mm-hmm. this, so I I really kind of found that finally i found my voice Mm. because a long time i say well i don't have anything to say so i don't want to talk right yeah (laughs) but it built up in me and Mm. that's why that's why i'm here and that's Mm. um been really good for me
1: Mm. so um i I do want to get into what do you want to talk about breaking introversion or do you
2: want
3: to Uh, come back to uh, to that because i want to do mop man for a little bit more no because Mm. there's no breaking of introversion Mm. It's uh, managing it and, and fulfilling it. Yeah. There's no such thing as becoming an extrovert. No. Yeah. Do you guys mm. know this? Uh, it's a book called Quiet by Susan Kane. No. It I changed my life. Mm. Um. It's a book called uh, Quiet: How to Thrive in a World Where People Can't Stop Talking. Where How to Thrive? Oh, I'm gonna get the word. Mm. How to, How to Thrive in a world where people can't stop talking? Yes. And how you can get through that, mm. and it's but you have to kind of embrace that part of yourself. Right. But then right. you don't yes. want to embrace it for too long mm. because you have so much to share, mm. Mm. and that's yeah, Swinky. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
2: should look that book up. <laughs> no, that- I did.
3: I did. I read. I did the audiobook version of it, and ah. it was when I, a time when I had to do draw a lot of driving around, mm. and I'm driving along. And I'm hearing this voice, and I'm thinking she's in the back seat watching me. I know she is mm. because it felt so personal. Yeah. The think she was saying about herself mm. and about the the whole idea of being an introvert. Mm. And and there's degrees of it. I mean, there's not there's people that are really can't get out of it. Yeah, yeah. But mm. um, I just found it so interesting because it, in a way it justified it. But I worry now that it gives me an excuse to be alone a lot. You know, yeah. I go yeah. okay. Um, I don't feel like going out. I feel like I'm staying home alone. It's mm. okay, because that's who I am. Yeah. I can do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and some people, you know, you think, well, if you're a performer, you have to be an extrovert. Nah. No, some of the best performers, including people like Steve Martin, mm. um, they I, are I'm major introverts. Yeah. Mm.
1: yeah. I'm kind of wanting you to jump up on the mic. Swinky is a, a stage performer mm-hmm. with incredible power and talent. Yeah, like And a uh, she's a total introvert as well. Like, yeah. even Cradle- more so than I am. So be grateful because
3: kinda... you can't if mm. you you can't fight it. Yeah, you yeah. know you can't fight certain things in life. Mm-hmm. And but you have so much that you can be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 Swinky.
3: You look like you're getting over it.
1: Being, being an introvert you no, mean No
3: no oops I, you don't get over it <laughs> you look like you're lo- you know how to work with it
2: yeah yes. I'm, I'm i'm still working on it and being in a new environment here in japan it's very um, Oh you get
1: rewarded you for You get
2: rewarded for being an introvert love- yeah in yeah. la
1: like, kind of you you get rewarded opposite. for being out and about and yeah, socializing, yeah. and
2: and I'm I'm getting used to that. I recently started doing improv classes.
3: That's really good for you. Yeah, to help me. It's terrifying, but it's really good it for is. you.
2: <laughs> it's deal very with it. Just deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just fight through it.
3: <laughs> yeah, because it's yeah. all these other people. They just know how to mouth off the whole time, and you're going, my oh, yeah. Yeah. god. <laughs> I, I, I
0: did.
3: <laughs> uh, no, I took some improv, for, and it just killed me. I couldn't do it anymore. I oh. just felt so bad about myself. Yeah. Oh. But don't, no, don't do that. Okay. No, but look, no, you look at what you have. You're, mm. you're, I'm going to talk about you now. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Get ready for center stage. Oh my so goodness. No. Keep... Ah, no. It's
3: no. supposed to be about you're, you. Just you. you, your background. I know, just for a second. Mm. You have you have all this stuff, you know, where you were born and then where you lived and, and now where you are now. Mm. Who do you know that's done that? Nobody. That's mm-hmm. you. That's you. That's what you need to share. Yeah. <laughs> Not, you know, yeah,
1: okay. I'm gonna go take that seat over there because I want to be on the a- <laughs>
2: a-
3: <laughs> This is about me. I uh, came all the way yes, over here. This is about, about Miss
2: Tina Leonard, you silly goose. Yes. But thank you, thank you
3: very much. And, no, you, and this you is, have to look at, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know it's it was destiny, but it was also you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. had to make a move. I mean, we will talk about it sometime in private, but mm-hmm. that, um, like that must have been really effortful mm. and you must have had some deep drive inside of you that would allow you to do that. Yeah. A lot of people just never want to leave home because it's scary. Yeah. So yeah. you do a lot of scary stuff
2: mm-hmm. and that's, Every day. <laughs> yeah.
3: that is your food. Mm-hmm. That is your nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. And don't let that go.
2: Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm taking it in.
1: <laughs> can I, can I psychoanalyze, you, this, psychoanalyze whole, me. this whole umbrella situation, darling? Okay. The thing is it, completely catches me off guard to learn that Swinky could have stage fright because one, you're always on the stage and two, the time we spend together, we're together and we're usually in private and you cut loose when we're together. Mm -hmm. It's only when you're around (laughs) people who aren't, me mm-hmm. that you start mm-hmm. to kind of pull back a little bit mm. so I never get to see your stage fright because right. you're always killing in your in your singing performances mm. and I never get to see your stage fright because you're always like bouncing off the walls when we're alone so yeah it's very <laughs> well, fun to watch you uh trembling ex- and sweating I can stage. explain
2: that oh wait wait Tina can explain that Please okay do stage okay.
3: fright is your gift mm. um it's, it means you care mm-hmm. it means you really don't want to waste people's time mm-hmm. right yeah yeah. My biggest fear, and I get it bad, I get mm-hmm. um, uh, not as bad as I used to because I've kind of managed it. Mm-hmm. But my biggest fear is that I'm going to bore people. Because yeah. I told you earlier, mm-hmm. respect is, a, is what I live by. Mm-hmm. And it's very respectful to waste, disrespectful yeah. to waste other people's time. Mm-hmm. So do you get that? Do you yes. feel that? Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. So what you have mm-hmm. to do is be a little more, what I wish, somebody asked me once, mm-hmm. what do I regret? Or what do I wish I would have done? Uh-huh. I wish I would have been a little more courageous. Mm. Bec- I wish i been a little less afraid to fail Yeah, yeah Now I don't care I mean, I'm at an age that I go If you don't like me, that's too bad I've already done what I did you know, yeah. I don't have to prove <laughs> oh anything God, And that's right. kind of what gives me the courage to, to talk about it mm-hmm. But um, know that you have to acknowledge that it's a gift And you too, mm. Jesse
1: Okay, I'm back on the map am <laughs> uh, <laughs> not just looking at um, Swinky, nodding um, Nodding <laughs> but,
3: but you, ha- it's your responsibility You should really get that book Because yeah. it becomes your responsibility mm. To start sharing that, you already share it with one person. Mm-hmm. Then know that that's your your test grounds, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And Resounding he
1: will, success. The test he, has gone well. You
3: have to let him be. Say, look, you can go out and do it. You know, he. Mm-hmm. You have to listen to people around you that care that say, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Just go. And if you fail, what's a big deal? Yeah. They'll forget about you. Yeah, you know, It's not like you're going to get arrested or anything. <laughs> right. You know, this isn't, this isn't brain surgery. Mm-hmm. It's not. And I had to tell myself this, too. You know, it's like, if I fail, I fail. Mm. I feel horrible. But mm. but I need to fail more. So yeah. and you don't want to live that kind of regret. OK, mm-hmm. go on.
2: All right. Yeah, very
1: well. I love having a guest who agrees with me about... <laughs> You manifesting on stage, Well, okay, good job,
2: good job. Now please Mm -hmm. carry on. Okay, (laughs) but it's
3: beautiful that he supports you like that. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Oh, oh! If
1: if everybody got to like got to experience the version of Swinky that I get to experience, Mm -hmm. the world would be so much sunnier. I dream of that day (laughs) where you believe me.
2: So I you have I, to I answer. I believe that. you in my head. Yes,
1: uh, but you know, and it's yeah, different. no, yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Well, you heart.
3: have to get it out of your head. Yeah. And, and as this book says, mm. it's your responsibility to share it with the world. Yeah. You have a story. Just, yeah. just that you've lived in these three places mm. and you've adapted. You mm-hmm. look so adapted to mm. where you are now. I don't yeah. see any yeah. kind of discomfort. No,
2: no, I'm happy here. <laughs>
3: yeah, that is such an inspiring thing. Mm. It really is. So you need to share that. I need to. The share world it. needs to see that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Wow.
1: This is going to be about me. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Well, let me see.
1: Did you, did you, what, what, this is a petty question and you can dismiss it as such as soon as I ask it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Were you, when you saw the artist, that movie, the Oscar winner from seven years ago or something, were you a little bitter? No. Okay, good, good, good. No, but here's (laughs) what happened. I
3: looked at it and I went, oh, that looks familiar. I said, but I don't think they got it from me. I I didn't invent that move at all. Yeah. Mm. And then a couple of years ago, I was working in France. That was, that's a French movie with another act. He's a great, he's a plate spinner, just fantastic. And he goes, you know, um, the, the, the artist, and I said, yeah. And he goes, a friend of mine was inspired by you. Oh yeah, yeah. She got the inspiration from me. I had no idea. I don't ever want to suspect anybody of stealing from me. And it's, okay. not, stealing. it's not stealing. No, it was. So, it was. Yeah. It was very so different. I said, "He said." I said, "How that happened?" He said, "Well, they they were looked. They they came to him because he knows a lot of circus acts and a lot of variety acts. Mm. He says they were, you know, we're looking for ideas for her to do. I don't remember her name. Mm. Um, can you have any ideas?" So he showed him my video. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it, it did come from. That
1: okay, wow. okay. I thought so. But it, and then you know,
3: I but I go. You know, I can't. Claim ownership of that No, one. no, right. it
1: didn't It didn't feel like it came from it In, a, in an aggressive or thieving way It mm. felt like The same way that you might have been inspired By Charlie Chaplin When yeah. you started developing or Robert that. Shields I was copying yeah. him, you know Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It you felt cop- like there was a straight so, line
3: But, you know, and then Um I only wish one thing, you know, since he knows her, I said, you know what? I would really appreciate mm. if she could just send me a quick note saying thank you. Thank that's you, all yeah. right. Yeah. You know, just but I got the feeling that sometimes people don't want to say, you know, for fear that they're going to be accused of stealing. Because yeah. there are some people that are very, that's well, another my, one of my theories. Mm. They're very proprietary. I'm mm. not. If somebody mm. wants to steal my act, and a few people have like t- t- taken it almost directly, Oh yeah. they ruined mm. it though. Mm. You well, know, you, you can is- copy. And this is one thing I don't like about some magic Mm. that people think oh that guy's getting a great reaction so i'm gonna do that trick because i want that reaction Mm. yeah Mm. and that's pretty much what it was about and i watch these videos sometimes people send me videos of it and i go that is really sad yeah she's missing out the truth the depth of this there's a lot of depth in that piece Mm. that i experience when i perform it Mm.
1: um it's from from raggedy ann (coughs) to to the um uh, oh, I transition Man to the okay. to the scarf thing it's it's all the it's the artistry it's you can't just like wake up one day and mm. do those routines it's so much practice yeah. has gone into those yeah. right and that's that where being an introvert comes in yeah. yes yeah. <laughs>
3: all right so now let me show you let me tell you the um, how that how that sequence happened mm-hmm. uh, you, or you, you know okay, the raggedy and the doll thing I was probably in my mid20s doing this and I was getting close to 30 mm. and I'm thinking, oh my God, if I, or 30, mid thirties by then, mm. I was terrified because I thought, here I'm 35 years old and I'm wearing this little doll costume. Mm. That's going to look really creepy in a few years. Yeah, An older woman <laughs> trying to be a doll. I don't mm. think so. And I just go, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. Um
1: that i was i was more concerned when you drop into that split that that has a i time. can still do that
3: by the way <laughs> okay oh, i, that, wow. I jumped when you did that thanks yeah. to yoga yeah, yoga cool has that. been my late savior's yoga is cuz it's really improved my whole i mean i never felt bad but mm. it's really been a huge thing for me anyway So uh, I'm panicked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I thought, oh, do I have to stop performing? Where's going to make any money? Mm -hmm. This is horrible. Mm. Uh, So I kept thinking, 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 thinking over. And I go, well, cleaning lady, mm, that's ageless. Mm. I should work on something like that. Mm. But what? I couldn't figure out what to do. Um, so a lot of inspirations. One of my biggest inspiration was the scene in Rocky, mm-hmm. uh, the Rocky One, where he meets Adrian and he pulls, he corners her. People remember the scene when I remember it. They, mm-hmm. He corners her because she's like wearing glasses and, and a hat, mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. like Mot Ma, Man. I have mm-hmm. a picture of the two of us together. Mm-hmm. I mean, one side by side. I think that's in that in that thing I sent you. And um, I went, oh, that's me." Mm-hmm. You know, I want, I look like this, or you know, I'm not very. I'm not very pretty. I'm certainly not, you know, not a, whatever you call it, mm. Glor- beautiful. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. No, you know what I'm saying. And I, I wasn't like a grabber, an attention right. grabber. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, attention grabber. Mm. Um, I want to look really good, but I have to find a way to do that. Mm. So that was part of it. And then the Rocky thing, you know, where she takes off, he takes off the, and then she's really pretty underneath. Mm. And I go, wow, if I start ugly, mm. when I get pretty, no, when I talk, and you know, when I end up in a gown, I won't be so ugly. People, mm. but if I come out in a gown, mm. it's like mm. they're going to expect the ante to go up. Mm-hmm. But if mm. I start here and then I end up here, mm. it was getting from here to here that was all the struggle. That mm. the, the, the technique—I you know, had the mime technique, so that was okay. Mm-hmm. But the, the tricks, my husband Mike was very helpful because he's really logical mm. in figuring out the tricks to do mm. to lead from here to here, yeah, from yeah. to lead from the cleaning lady to the to the. The, Lady in the, the, gown. in the gown, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was that was the um, the sequence, the mm. the, emo, the emotional sequence, mm-hmm. or the dare, that I would dare to do because I never would have dared to come out in an evening gown. Mm. No way. I said I'm not that kind of a person. Yeah. But if I start here and end up here, up on top, then then it made sense. Yeah. So here I am in the evening gown. Now what do I do? I'm not a, I'm not scared anymore to be in an evening gown. Mm. What do I do now? <laughs> And um, that's how the scarf and rings came about. Okay, now I can wear a nice slinky dress, and mm-hmm. I can move around, have the freedom to move because I gained it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the seed for a scarf and rings.
1: Okay, wow. okay. So
3: the the sequence, you know. Uh,
1: can I can I just uh, fan <laughs> be a fan for a minute? <laughs> you are okay. So you never even. <laughs> no, it's too. that uh, in the in the Mr. Motman. The, the my favorite part of that whole routine, just because I have you here, I want to tell you what I loved so much uh, is the is the hat. The Hat, I d- didn't see it coming. Taking off of the hat, yeah. Oh, the, that turn, uh, d- d- totally I love that you're so new to magic. Totally, a <laughs> would look
3: at it and go, Oh, yeah, blendo bag. <laughs> oh, no, because it, it, it read as a hat
1: to me, Thank
3: but it you. wasn't a hat. Men of a guy's go, Why is she wearing a blendo bag on her head?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what that was?
3: That's the technical name for that.
2: Oh, okay. I thought it was a
0: hat. <laughs>
2: it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is
3: a hat. Yeah. 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 Okay. But see, we magicians look at that. Mm. I looked at her hat, you know, when, when it was a Rocky and, 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 mm-hmm. and, and Adrienne C, and I go, yeah, that could be a Blendo bag. mm
1: well, <laughs> I didn't know what a blendo bag was. Now I have to find I gri- it. Now we have to look yeah. for it. Yeah. No, you no, got no, one. Over. No, no, Now
3: it's so out uh, it, Nobody does that trick anymore. So oh. lame. Mm. But see, <laughs> like, no, wait. <laughs> but so I, no, no. Wait, that's but my I, favorite turn <laughs> in this. I know. Story. But see, cute. that's because mm. I'll give myself credit for that. Mm. I turned it into something. Mm. I didn't go, here we have a regular bag. Now it's full of colors. See, that's the trick. Yeah. But if you put it in the story, yeah. And this, I admire these, you know, magicians that mm. put it, and there are a few, mm. that I'll say Derek DelGaudio, if I can give him a, uh, there's a show called In and of Itself that mm. he did in New York, mm. and he's the maximum of bringing emotions and self-expression to the point that you cry, but you would, you would just just in awe the whole time. Right. So that's my, my up goal, which I'll never mm. get to, but at least I know that there is, it is possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, it's just the idea of putting it in context, mm-hmm. and that's what I think is lacking in a lot of magic. Mm. It's not put into context.
1: Well, it also, is it, there was the context that, that's beautiful in that piece, but also there was just like I, I felt like a dope for not having because when I'm when I was watching that the first time, you know, you're trying to guess where it's going, you can kind of see that the coat and the mop are folding into each other and you can kind of see like, oh, this might, I, you're trying to guess where it's headed. Yeah. And I had totally missed the, the Blendo bag. <laughs>
3: now we know I didn't is. mean to, I shouldn't have spoiled it. Oh, no no, 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 you're this fine. This good. No. You're going to turn into a, uh, what do you call it, a skeptic before you know it. <laughs> but it's a good skeptic. I mean, with magic, it's interesting because the more you learn, mm. you don't, you never get disappointed because you start being amazed at how simple Uh, an explanation can be for a trick and how powerful it can be Mm. or how technically difficult it can be and how simple it can look. Mm -hmm. They go both directions and how much it's about psychology Mm. and the word misdirection is used a lot. It's more like redirecting. Mm -hmm. You have to redirect. Like I'm doing, I'm using one, just like one hand does, it's it's one handed magic on both sides, right? It's Mm -hmm. not like I'm doing this. It's uh, like, you're, you're not so, the left hand isn't supposed to know what the right hand is doing. Yes, mm. and that was you not know, another technical thing that I had to work through, so that people didn't, for one second, think, "Oh, yeah, that's her hand." I mean, you know, that is. Yeah, but um, there was a lot of interesting parts. What I'm just trying to saying is that. The uh the fascination that I have with magic is that how I can use be used to communicate mm. and how there's so many techniques you can develop that are based on old, really old things. Yeah. You know, the Blendo bag is back from the fifties, I think, mm. or before.
1: Quick <laughs> question on that. Um Blendo is bag. the hand on the left thigh was that in the first performance or did that get added as straight oh, as the, the performance evolved?
3: I have an issue I have a real um issue with that, whether I use that or not. In a way, it helps create the illusion that that's a, the guy's mm-hmm. hand. In a way, it, for me, it gets in the way and it's kind of inconvenient. So mm. that's been in and out. So you okay, see the different okay. versions you see are going to have it or not have it. Mm. Okay. Yeah.
1: If you were to do that routine tomorrow, would you do it with or without? the Without.
3: Idea? Okay. I let it go. <laughs> and some people say, yeah, it's much better. Other people say, you know, it should be in there to to reinforce the, the illusion. What do you think?
1: <laughs> <sighs> the first time I saw it. Um, it really, really helped. Okay. But then the second time I saw it, I was like, "Oh yeah, there it is." That when you know where the trick is headed, it it, did, it didn't oh, play as well for but me. But see,
3: I have to perform as if it's
1: people's first time. Then um, I would consider Put it back. Where, where do you land? Where were you, did you even?
2: Oh, I, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Okay, okay. But it's a you Not everybody fooled. noticed. It. Yeah, I was, I was. Uh, m- fooled is not the word. You I was surprised. I, I thought, I thought that the broom. I was, okay, I was watching the performance as though the broom was a person. So, yeah. for me, that, yeah. Actually, the mop, but okay. The, 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 uh, the mop, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get lost in it. I'm not very...
3: I want you to get lost. I don't yeah. want you to think about the trick. I want you to right. to, I'm sorry. to join my, I want you to join this journey that I'm right. taking you on. Yeah, I was on the journey. You soon, yeah, that's good. As soon mm. as that goes, as soon as that if you lose that for mm. a second, mm. then your interest, you know, like, that's what I do about the music too. I want the music to not distract from what I'm doing. Mm. So if you use a tune that's way too familiar, mm. and that's where I got really lucky with If It's Magic, mm. because it's to me the most, one of the most beautiful songs ever. When mm. I first heard it in the 70s, mm. I said, I got to do something. It was before I got into magic. Yeah. It was a, I wanted to do a mind piece to it. I couldn't find it. So it just sort of sat back in my, you know my it takes me 15 years to develop something anyway and that <laughs> sat back in my brain really far until mm. I had the opportunity to use mm. it um, no yeah. i
2: was i was i was in the story i was giggling and yeah. <laughs> thank you yeah it was thank nice you. that she was um you know she was in the beginning she didn't think she was all that she just Resting her yeah. head Yeah I liked it I wasn't thinking Oh wait There's that trick yeah. Oh wait That's happening No, yeah, no I was just yeah. enjoying the story well, <laughs> well aren't you my just So
1: much better no, As No I think I'm just A better
2: you. audience Yeah I think most, Everybody's <laughs> no. gonna
3: see A different perspective yeah. of it You know yeah, I want this, you to have your own
1: This is an argument We have in our oh. house Very often oh, okay. Who is the better audience member And she often tells me To just shut up And enjoy the thing For the yeah. fun of enjoying it I think that's it. a
3: He does that with movies too. No some people yeah. Are more analytical Than mm-hmm. others Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm a little bit of both, yeah. but I want to get carried away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, you know, they say that performers, our job is to make people forget their troubles. Mm-hmm. I don't even go that far. So I just want you to come with me on yeah. this. Yeah, yeah.
2: And that's if you come,
3: you know, and that's that actually gives it commercial value too. Mm-hmm. You know, we get to part about being an artist mm-hmm. and being an artist doesn't mean that you're going to do this great expression of yourself. You have to express yourself in a way that the audience makes a connection. Yeah. And that's what matters. And that's a hard thing for people that want to be artists. They think, oh, you know, I'm this great artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not selling out. You don't mm-hmm. want to sell out. Mm-hmm. So there's a very fine line between selling out and connecting with people that would normally not come to see you, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah um goat yoga
3: <laughs> what yeah what's that about <laughs> is that the
1: greatest of all time
3: it's the newest of all time for me okay it's a discovery you know like i discovered these things that i wasn't looking for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i don't know it's maybe just a passing thing but this will happen uh let me give you my quick yoga experience i'll just have to give you my yoga history first. Please, please, please. Mm-hmm. i was mentioned that I, I took modern dance for about 10 years was mm-hmm. a really great teacher but I was feeling very discouraged because I'm not a dancer. I can't follow other people's steps Mm. and, you know, Mm. things like rolling around the floor and and these movements, my back was hurting. So Mm. at the end of the class, my back would just be, Oh, I shouldn't be doing this Yeah, Yeah. because it's, it's about what it looks like, which is what Mm -hmm. performing arts is. So I thought, well, I need to do something. So Mm. I went back, I, I'd I'd sort of putzed around with yoga before and it Mm. was boring. And I just, that's why I got into modern dance because yoga was so boring. Mm. And, (laughs) I found a studio that offered different kinds of classes, Mm -hmm. and I found exactly what I needed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about really inner work and getting to know the – finding the body an interesting thing as opposed to just thing that you need to – using your body not just to go do stuff, have actually – I called my body my office. Mm. In my temple, it's my office. This is where I go to work. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. this needs to be in good condition. Mm -hmm. You don't want to drive a car that's got just three wheels, right? Right, right. So Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm. So I finding the right teachers, I discovered that it was just making me feel good. My posture was better. Mm. I was more mobile just Mm. by practicing. And I never say do it. I say you practice Practice. it or you are it. Uh, You don't do it uh, because it Mm -hmm. becomes your life. Mm. And so... uh, I was just feeling better. My back pain went away. Mm. I just felt this new freedom in, in my movement yeah, yeah. and inspired me to move, which mm. is good because I was worried when I got to be in my 50s. Mm. Um, I was thinking, oh, I'm getting old. Mm. I can't do the splits anymore. Yeah. Something's wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and is this going to be my future. Mm. Just like at the secretary, when I was a secretary, is this going to be my future. Mm. Well, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. So uh, I got so inspired by practicing that I said, I want to pass this on because I just want to give you my basic philosophy about who I want to be. I want to be, I want to, my greatest joy is, one of them, Mm -hmm. is to have people feel really good about, just feel good. You know, Mm -hmm. Giving people that feel-good feeling, you know, that's just Mm -hmm. such a gift for me. So uh, I was getting that feel-good feeling, and I go, I want to pass this on. Mm -hmm. And I just went to teacher training and kept it because it was good, and I just got so much satisfaction out of, watching people feel good, yeah. you know, and you yeah. do that with a performance too, but it's a whole different thing. It's a lot more pressure when you're performing on stage mm-hmm. than when you're just with somebody saying, you know, instructing them on which way to move and what parts of your body to use. to move. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I consider myself a serious practitioner. I'm mm-hmm. very serious about it. Like I say, you don't do it, you are it mm-hmm. and you devote yourself Practice. to it and it will enhance your life, right? Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm not try- I hope I'm not sounding like a preacher anyway, well, no. but it has, you know, it helps my magic and my th- everything, yeah. my breathing. Yeah. Breathing is like a huge thing. Mm. So uh, a friend of mine, who's a really good friend, uh, and I'd heard about goat yoga. Goat yoga is where you have a class where it, two or three goats walk around on top of you, under you. If, um, and, yeah. And it's fun. What do you mean
1: goats walk around on top they of They come. You? There's
3: this wonderful woman, Michelle, uh, she has this company called Hello Critter Goat Yoga, mm. and um, she brings goats to your, you, you, we did this in a backyard, and we're going to do it again next month. Mm. Um, she brings her goats, and there's a certified yoga instructor, that would be me, mm. um, would teach uh, a class of yoga, but there's goats there. And they walk on top of you. They walk under you. So you come up with certain poses that the goats can actually be a part of. And they love it. Goats. The goats love it. They love hopping on <laughs> top of people. They're like, they're mountain goats, right? Yeah. So you make them, you know, you do this down dog thing and they jump up on your hips and everything and, really? and they knock you over and it's total laughter. Yeah. So when my friend said, hey, I want to, I want to have a, my friend, it's my friend's birthday. Can you, uh, do you ever teach goat yoga? And I said, no, I wouldn't do that. That's, I don't do that. Mm. And, but it was my friend. So Mm -hmm. I said, "Um, I'll do it for you. Mm -hmm. I'll try Mm -hmm. anyway. I don't know how it'll work. (laughs) So um, I did it and it was so much fun. Mm. These goats, I love animals and they, yeah. Mm.
1: How was goat yoga discovered?
3: (laughs) Okay, that's that's a good story. Now I don't have the exact, it's a a woman up north about a couple years ago. She was ill. She was getting, I think she had cancer Mm. and she had goats. And then she, and I hope I don't get this story wrong, but she also knew someone who was a yoga teacher mm. and she goes, and their teacher said, her friend said, you know, we should just try yoga with these goats around us. And suddenly that just gives you this freedom to laugh and just, you know, the goats are beautiful. I never knew they could be so fun, especially mm. if they were these go- kind of goats, mm-hmm. because they they love, they love it as much as we laugh about oh. it. So the... The I know it's this is the, it most the goats? unlikely
1: just, marriage, of, goats and, and of activities and animals. So
3: but it, and, there is a Zen to both of them because yeah, I, I also yeah, yeah. I, it's funny because at one of the days I taught mm. the morning I taught goat yoga and the afternoon I taught Zen. I went to the Zen center to teach yoga there. Mm. The, what seems like complete opposite things actually not, and, mm. and I think that's a self discovery I made that I can be more than I have can have more than one facets to myself mm, mm, that still connect. You know. Mm. So um, anyway, she's got, we've gotten along really well. So I'm going to be teaching a lot of her classes, mm. you know, and that was sudden. I mean, that was one of those things that I never thought I'd do one day. And the next day I'm going, I think I like this. Yeah. And then she, she liked me having it cause I seem to know how to do it. I don't know how, yeah. <laughs> and how to guide the goats and how to guide the people into poses that the goats like oh. that are still yoga poses. I mean, I still give instruction. I'm, I'm a big um, believer and very Careful instructions so that you know exactly what part of the body you're working with. Mm. So anyway, that's that's it. I just had to throw that in because that's my latest hit.
2: (laughs) I just like the idea of goats.
1: So, Swinky, jumping, just breaking them down. Uh, Mime, modern dance, magic goat (laughs) yoga. Which would you like to try next?
2: I would like to try goat yoga.
3: See, that's it. People find it so funny. Well, maybe um. I'll I'll let you know when I'm around. I'm, yeah. I'm doing it again in my backyard on February first. It's good to go outside, and I do a couple of times in Hollywood. There's mm-hmm. a there's a acting studio that I work there sometimes too. Do you,
2: do you have to be good at yoga to do it with the goats?
3: Wait, it's no, no such thing as being good at yoga. Oh, right, I
2: mean, experience. Not
3: even that. Okay. No. no, no. In this case, no. I'd answer your question. Mm. No, because I give. There are people that are experienced practitioners. Mm. So I just give slightly different instructions, To mm. I just kind of, um, and like I say, if you know what I mean by go through your vinyasa, do that. If you don't, just stand down, dog. Mm. Or look around you to see. But yeah. no, I give very simple poses. And mm. I'll give an advanced one once in a while mm. that I know people can't get hurt by trying. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. But no, you don't have to have any experience. Okay. You have Let's to just have to be good. able to yeah. laugh. Okay. Uh,
2: okay. I can
1: do that. Let's yeah, do that. I go. think go. I would okay. love to see a goat standing on you. <laughs>
2: What well, of my too. lifelong
1: dreams actually and you too.
2: It
3: may come true February 1st. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: let's, let's let's think about that P. I want to do it. I remember going to a yoga um session with mm-hmm. P once when he was he was doing this job where he would um film um, fancy,
1: fancy fancy hotels, hotels and, and one of the hotels had a, a yoga class every mm-hmm. morning The mm-hmm. the proprietor, it was a husband and a wife couple And the wife would lead a class in mm-hmm. the morning The husband, when you arrived, he would welcome you with a tea ceremony That was his special one-on-one mm-hmm. thing And mm-hmm. she did a yoga class She did
2: a yoga class And we, I, we went together And mm-hmm. I remember uh, Pew falling
3: asleep <laughs> <laughs> During the yoga <laughs> That can happen.
2: He fell
0: asleep.
3: You won't fall asleep during goat yoga again. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> okay. no. Well, consider that coming because there are <laughs> people that come mm-hmm. that have never had a yoga class before and they go, oh, I think I might be interested in yoga now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's I like it if I can inspire people. Yeah, to, and,
1: yeah. I came in so arrogant because I've been... You know, standing my whole life, so I thought I could walk into uh, a mid-level yoga class and I'd be fine. No, don't do that. I thought I'd be. (laughs) I can stand. What's so? So it's so fancy about all this. I got my ass kicked in that class. No,
3: that's a big mistake people make. They just go to whatever time they have to go, and Mm -hmm. then they go either it's too hard or it's too easy. Mm -hmm. And that's. I mean, I made that mistake. I was going to a class that was way too that that just wasn't challenging me Mm. or wasn't making me appreciate what I was doing. Mm -hmm. You know. But then, when I start understanding why you're doing that, mm-hmm, why mm-hmm. you're in these poses, it's not to show off your your physique. It's yeah. to discover. It's all about, as I say, it's about. It's not about reaching your toes. It's about what you discover on the way.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's
3: what matters. It's a safari. I call it a safari. It's like yeah, you, you're <laughs> find, you're, and then you're going to find stuff you never thought you were going to find. Mm.
2: Wow. No, I'm in. I like goats. All right. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, we're good with goats. We're Good with we're goats. goats.
2: Okay. We can do this.
1: <laughs> There's I, I think we're winding down. I think I'd like yeah. to wrap up. Uh, th- this is true a little bit for me, but I think and, and you can dispute this if you, if you Why? disagree, Swinky. Mm-hmm. That it's more true for you that you that both of us we kind of uh, chase our muses wherever they go. That we we have a Swinky and I both have a lot of different interests and in a month we might have completely different mm-hmm. hobbies from what we're doing now. And it can kind of feel Well, you you go out and you see people who have dedicated a lifetime to one pursuit and you're, there's just no other way to say it, you're gobsmacked Gobsmacked. at their their performances. Mm -hmm. And then you start to second guess whether it's the best thing to have a a billion ever changing interests. And it's a huge relief to, to be familiar with your career and to talk to you. And mm-hmm. to n- know that it's it's uh, a totally valid path to be curious about a million things yeah. and then see what you can synthesize from all those interests. It can, yeah, it, it can feel mm-hmm. daunting to not be yeah. an expert at any one thing. You, you until... changed
2: paths so many times, but in the end, they kind of all They're came all conne- together. They're yeah. all connected. Yeah, They're all yeah.
3: connected. Mm. And I had to, somebody had to talk me into that because I was feeling really like, mm. and I still do. I go, why don't I just be really Focusing on one One thing thing. and Excel. Because I look around me and everything I do, there's people that do it so much better than me and I get frustrated. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think, no, I can't do that. Mm. I I have to be really happy that... I was able to receive things like that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that I, I'm receptive to whatever comes to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of look forward, I can't force the next thing that comes, but I have these, these having this wide openness, this curiosity yeah. is what makes my life so valuable to me. It makes me really want to stay alive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: right. How long did it take you to get to a level at harp where you could do it in front of people?
3: About two years. Three okay, years. okay, yeah. okay. It's because it takes me a good two or three years. With mime, it was six months. I don't know how that happened. Everything with mime happened so quickly. Mm, mm. It came and went so quickly. Mm. But everything else, I'm, I'm a slow learner, and I'm, you know, yeah, I think a good three years of really steady, and, and instruction. I'm a really strong believer in, in getting knowledge from people and mm. taking lessons and classes. Yeah. I left I one thing. I, the ukulele was my other latest thing mm. because I love the idea of going from a harp to four strings, the Mm -hmm. challenge of getting, you can get really beautiful harmonies out of four strings if Mm -hmm. you know just exactly what to do. So I'm doing a lot of experimenting with that.
1: Mm. Also, I think between mime and harp, it feels like with mime, you can get like your, there's no no beginner level harp. Like you gotta bust professionally on the harp. So there's like like little things you can do with mime a little bit publicly and kind of build up your repertoire. Put on a white face,
3: you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: not saying that the yeah. the, the no, first three minutes are great, no. but you can kind of start experimenting but publicly The thing with quicker. harp,
3: though, as opposed to violin, <laughs> mm. that you just... Do you, you play just, violin? Did no, I, okay, okay. no. I, I I go for sound and I go for te- tactility. Mm. Um, the harp, I like the physical, the way it feels to have your hands on all these strings. It's just yeah. a really lovely... <sighs> and, and just pulling on strings excites yeah, me. Yeah. That's yeah, what I love about elegant. it. Mm. But with a harp, sure. you go like this... It sounds beautiful. Mm. Yeah. So you don't have to be good to sound good because mm. the sound itself is it's beautiful. Already beautiful. You pick mm. up a violin. Mm. It's going to sound really bad for the first three years. If mm. you you know. Yeah, you know that's. that's yep. So in a way, the harp that you can sound pretty good pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So, mm. but it How is. How long does
1: it take to tune for you?
3: Um, it's, you just adjust the tuning when you sit down, you just do a few adjustments okay, and it's there. Okay. It doesn't, it's not like a, like tuning a piano where you hire somebody to come, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah, no, that the tuning's the least of it. Um, it's just, it's a challenge, you know, and I, um, I don't play as much as I used to cause it kind of got to me after a while. Um, the kind of work I was getting was like in restaurants or in parties where people aren't there for you. They're there to socialize, which is mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And the harps just always felt like it got in the way. Oh. But I love accompanying other people. I have a chance sometimes to do that, mm-hmm. where they'll do it. In fact, we're, when I'm at the ca- Magic Castle next, in a couple of weeks. Um, when's,
1: when's your next show?
3: Um, let me see. February 27th to okay, February 2nd. No, no. I'm sorry. January, January. 27th. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's in That's a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'll be doing Mr. Mottman, and also at the end, a friend of mine from Brazil who's coming up, to, he's doing like a poem, and I play the harp as he does it, so... God, I know you can come. I can yeah. get you in. It's really
1: packed, but I'll get you in. <laughs> okay. Yay! All right, I think we're good to wind. Are we good to wind down, yes. Swiggy have, have we missed anything? No,
2: we have not. All and, right. And this um, this episode has been a lesson for me as well. This oh. is it's nice. I will get that book. Quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the thing.
1: You're, yeah. You you you've been quiet, but I know a lot of the things that that you've been saying, uh, Swiggy has been archiving and. Mm-hmm. After you leave, she'll say, you know, there's, yeah. I'm going to, you know what? She said something and I'm going to do that.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I know there are a lot of people who listen to this podcast who We'll also find some gems that are just for them. Oh, that's so nice! Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank let's you.
1: Want, let's round it out. If, uh, if people liked what they heard, yes. where can they find you on the interwebs, on they the Instagrams, the Twitter? I'm so Twitters? not.
3: Yeah, I'm. I don't even have a website anymore. I'm not mm. really looking for work anymore. I got mm. plenty that I want to do. I'm, so I'm not like trying to publicize myself. Right, yeah. But yeah, I have Facebook. I have two pages. One that I never look at, and that's mm. my one that isn't my personal one. Because <laughs> mm. I just want. But my personal one is just Tina Leonard. Okay. E- I'm easy, and then uh, Instagram. I all. I mostly just post cat, cat pictures on there. But
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh well, you got a fan and Swinky straight yeah. away. But just Tina
3: Leonard at Tina that. Leonard. Yeah, Tina okay. Leonard. Mm-hmm. yeah, anybody that wants to say hi to me is welcome to. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay, and we'll check a couple links to your to to the stuff you have on YouTube. Yeah, whatever the, the you think is right in the description of the yeah. episode of Last Words. We're going to do this new segment that is Last Words, where we all pick one word, and that's the last word. So, Swinky, what have you got?
2: It's okay to be quiet.
1: That but was not one res- word. Wait, what? Okay. You only get one word. You were there. For, you know the. You know the. Uh,
3: oh gosh! This See, is, look, she's got so many more hard. than one words now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: right. Okay. Um, um, responsibility.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's. A good one. You were gonna say respect, and then you no, change gonna, it after the no, p. No, i want to
2: say responsibility because Miss Miss Leonard was talking about um, it's your responsibility to share what you have inside you. So responsibility.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go I'm going to follow the the pattern Uh, uh, respiration I really enjoyed in your essay the the words about uh, being mindful of your breathing and you mentioned it again on the episode so uh, I'm going you're going responsibility I'm going respiration what is your final word? Gratitude (laughs) That's
2: really good
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on Thank you so
2: much Appreciate it Bye Bye Bye. Bye. Thank you Bye. Bye. Bye Bye
1: Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, the nicest thing you can do in return is give us a good review on the podcast aggregator that you're currently using. If you want to contact us, you can do so at hollywoodfishbowl.com. For all things Swinky, check out swinkymusic.com. The Hollywood Fishbowl is produced by Jesse Kester. Hey, wouldn't you know it? That's me. We'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.